0: Welcome back to another episode of Producer Grind Podcast. Carentina, J.B. with me. What's good? Yo. And we got a special guest here today. Um, Definitely a little bit different. Definitely our first episode like this. Um, We had a lot of requests for episodes like this. Definitely, um, you know, a lot of producers have, you know, messaged in and being like, yo, we need this, we need this. So, um, you know, and a lot of producers are left out in the dark, you know, when it comes to the legal side and their rights and publishing like that. Both, you know, producers that are just getting started and producers that are already in the industry. You know, we've sat down with producers that kind of you know they're getting places, You would think they know a lot, but you know they kind of like nah, I really don't. But um, man, please welcome to the episode, man, entertainment lawyer Carl Folks, man.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's love. Already, yeah. man. I appreciate you pulling up. <laughs> First, how did you how did you
0: get started in the
1: yeah being a lawyer? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, even even before that, man, getting into music. Like, uh, you know, a lot of my homies were even out in Atlanta. Um, uh, and you know, one of my one of my good friends was a guy named KJ. Uh, he's an A and R at uh, RCA right now. Uh, he's working on, like Nudie. Uh but before then he was working with uh, Nebu. I think Nebu was on this show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So uh, I was just in that camp. Like when I was in uh, in law school, uh, he was KJ was managing Nebu, and you know he just brought me on. I was doing a lot of uh, you know administ- like legal slash administrative work when I was in law school. Uh, but even outside of the KJ situation with that, uh, I was also working with another guy named Zach, who's a homie from uh, like high school where I'm from. I'm from like the the greater Philly region. Mm. Uh so uh Zach was doing a lot of like bigger projects, but not so much in rap. He was doing like a lot of like kids and uh like Nickelodeon guys, like stuff like that. Where, where the bag back. is though. Nah, it, he made he really came up. Uh so I was just I was just in there, like when I was in I was on that scene, uh when I was in uh law school. Uh but, you know, I went to get into the music business. I love the business part of it. I feel like uh the music is always great, but you know music people don't really value i feel like the music uh, the business part of it it's like uh it's it's almost cliche is is it's it's, it's, it's kind of almost bad when you you present a contract in in some of these rooms and i'm like yo, that's weird I mean, what you mean like like you know like imagine if a producer was in a studio and he's working with a bigger artist and he's like yo i just want to uh want to get these splits i want to you know i want right. to like, let's sign some right now let's do some like Everybody would be like, that's weird. Like, wow, like what yo. are you doing? He, yo, everyone, yeah. everyone in that room would be like, yo, get this guy out of here. Or, yeah. Like, I, I just felt like that was always, like, the weirdest thing ever. So I was like, all right, now we have some we have some big issues, uh, especially on the producer side. But uh, just in general, just incre- like, improving
2: the business quality. Like, there's a business mm-hmm. quality gap in, in music that right.
1: that's disgusting.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do you think that comes from? Do you think it's because a lot of it's just, like, off of word? Like, yo, just take my word for it? or yeah. what? I think a lot of people choose music because like they don't want to do like
1: business. Like it's like I want to. I'm an artist. Like right. so you know you kind of separate those two things. But that's right. the weirdest concept again because it's like when you're an artist, you're almost like a you're you're a truest you're the truest entrepreneur. Right. right. You mm-hmm. got to make money. Uh, you got to know your rights and situation. So I was all I, yeah. It just always confused me. And you know the more I got into those rooms, the more I realized like, yo. <laughs> These is this is the worst business I've ever seen. About? Because I I have also like a, a financial sector background. I was working at out of law school before I got fully into entertainment law. I was working at a, a big company called Bloomberg,
2: mm. and I was mm-hmm. doing
1: uh, like corporate law. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know I have that background as well. So you know it was just a hard business background. And then going back into to the music industry and that side of things, I was like, oh, this is this is crazy. Like this needs to be cleaned up wholesale uh there's just a lack of understanding of you know your rights, your obligations, what you owe people uh and then like the status quo is like was already- messed up, you know, like the producer's getting points on records where you know if you look at the publishing side where it's like typically a producer gets half and the writers get the other half right you break right. that up uh why wouldn't that reflect on the master side you know why mm-hmm. is why are Artist maybe paying a producer four thousand dollars, uh, maybe get a point, maybe get a point, or right. That's what they always wonder to two. Yeah, and then you know that record makes a million dollars, and the producer made like eight thousand dollars off the record or some something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird. That, like I don't get it. And this is something it. you see often, or is it kind of like? Yeah, I think that's the. I think that's the
1: standard until you get to a certain point. Like you know, it's it's almost hard to, you know, one of my one of my producers just got like a placement. For like Atlantic Records, and he just got paid like four Gs, uh, and you know that's it though. It's like all right, you ain't getting points, you just got four Gs, really. But you get your split, uh, you still get your publishing, obviously. Mm -hmm. But uh, on a master side, you just get your four Gs, and that's it. What if that record just goes crazy? Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, is there is there a does the at that point does a producer like say they're like nah, I don't want just that much. It's either we're gonna do more, or I don't want the record to be put out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like <clears throat> there almost needs to be like a, I ain't gonna call it a strike, but uh, producers are gonna have to do something that like, because cause some, some producers just say yes to everything.
0: Any sort of bag. Yeah, right? any
1: sort of bag. And it just sort of creates a standard and it's like, all right, now, every, now they don't feel the need. They're just like, all right, we can just go to this direction because not every producer is on that same sort of understanding that we gotta like, you know, we gotta really protect the bag and really protect producers. Uh, you see it all the time. Like, you know, there, there's like a, there's like the, there's no respect for the producer, in my opinion. Right. Yeah.
3: I, I got a question. So, understanding that they're not really trying to give producers um, half of the masters. Yeah. Like, making that a standard. If mm-hmm. we go on strike and we ask for half of the masters, like, for everything, you know what I'm saying? Right. Do you think that would have like a negative effect on the whole mu- music business? You know what I'm saying? Like
1: Immediately, for sure. But, uh, I think it's always like a long-term thing. It's like always strikes have like, there's always that pushback when like someone's fighting for the rights, like civil rights. Like yeah. <laughs> I hate to go to that direction, but it's like, <laughs> yo, know, we were fighting for equality on that front and it was crazy. We was, it was a fight. There's a pushback against like equality. And it, it just, I'm just looking at the breakdown of records and a lot of the, And then if you think of rap and hip hop in particular, it's like the beat is is so much more important than probably a lot of other genres. Like right. right. People would be like, yo, you know, it's the it's the producer making that record or all that stuff. And, you know, sometimes you don't even know who the producer is. And then you find out what that situation is and
2: uh he's not getting he's not getting paid. Mm-hmm. So can yeah. you break down what a ma- like what the percentage or the breakup of a master is?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean like say in a in a record deal, you know, an artist signs like a standard record deal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh he's getting this is this already sounds this is this already sounds horrible, but he's getting sixteen to maybe twenty percent of the master recording royalty. So, so label, that's the artist. So that's every stream 62. and every yeah. So labels sale. getting eighty percent, eighty eighty to eighty four percent. So when you
0: say the master, so that's any stream, any yeah digital right. sale, and and then right. also what about like when it comes to sync Lights? To so say that song, one of their songs makes on a movie, they're getting sixteen percent of that. Uh
1: in a movie. Yeah, they would get sixteen percent too. But <laughs> so pretty much you get. But on, on on that side, in a situation where there's a movie, the sync license has to be approved on both sides. So the songwriter is in the publishing. If he wrote the song, so he get he has those rights mm-hmm. on this side, mm-hmm. and then you also got to get clearance on the master side. Gotcha. Uh, so that's a, it's a two part clearance on same yes. situation. Mm-hmm. So he might eat on both ends, but uh, a producer is lucky to get. You know, you hear like maybe a four point producer. Which he's getting four points on a record, which is four percent, four percentage points of the say the sixteen percentage points that the artist has on that mm. record.
0: Four percent of the sixteen. Damn. Yeah.
1: So that's twenty five percent. It's not the worst. Like to me, that's always <laughs> not like the worst. yeah. Oh, that's like, so you're
0: getting twenty five percent of what the artist. artist yeah. Gets. You're getting
1: twenty right. five. All right. So it's like you know that's better. I mean, like I'm not saying that's great, but you know I I, I can live with that. Uh, I don't. think I still don't think it's right. You know, I think. We can look at the landscape. I, I think Sunny Digital was talking about, like, maybe a producer's union. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that has to be the next step, some sort of organizing body that's going to negotiate against some of the bigger parties uh, that, you know, make because I don't think producers should be on the front line in that war. It's just like, attorneys and, and, and bigger, maybe bigger producers should be on that front line because uh, on the back line, like right now, you're going to – it's nasty, man. People don't appreciate producers. Like, that's just what it is. And that's what I've, I've grown to know.
0: Now one thing I think about the producers' union and a strike and stuff like that too is like, okay, you might get a whole bunch of producers to be for it, but there's plenty of producers sitting at home that are like, yo, whatever you got for me, I'll take. Man, yeah, fuck right. if they don't wanna work, I'll work. I'll mm. take I'll take what they what they were turning down. So it's like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's why I say like it's really gonna be uh it's like a the the important people in music are gonna really have to be a part of it. Like Mustard, like Sunny Digital, Metro, like those guys are really gonna have to lead the the frontline war. Uh, Cause you know what what they say to some extent, like we'll we'll go and they just have a, a better negotiating chip, you know. Higher, they're gonna come into that room and people wanna listen because it's Sunny it's and, and and Metro
2: and those guys. Hey. No,
1: I think I, it has to happen
2: though. So I wanted to. So you said sixteen percent of the master. Yeah. Is the artist, uh-huh. and then eighty percent is owned by the label. Yeah. Now, why or why is that? Is it because <laughs> is it justified because of the money that the label will put into it to own eighty percent, or how do you feel about it?
1: I mean, you're the first person I would say that like would even ask that good of a question because it's true. It's like when you look at like risk allocation, right? Business yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, the label's giving you like five hundred thousand dollars, and you want to own your master and control your master, right, and you right. want to. Like it just don't make sense. Like who ever give you money and be like, nah? Like you know you're gonna get no. You got to get your return on your investment. Exactly. So right. I don't hate labels for that regard. Uh, I hate labels for uh <laughs> giving out like six album deals with like a eighty thousand dollar advance and then shelving artists because they don't you know they can't make the money back. It's like you knew that he wasn't even that type of artist. Why? Mm. Like mm. I, I just feel like they have they they used. There's like an algorithm-based strategy they use for like streaming, and then there's also, you know, some other stuff they use to sign guys, and it's like, <clears throat> I think it's a lot of people's problem with them. It's like y'all, y'all know better, like, yeah. and then you still give out these horrible deals and just lock people in, and then like there's dudes who just can't get out their deal, and you never hear from them again. I got, Why would like, a label want yeah, to do was, that in the first
2: place? Why would they want to shelve an artist? Or
1: because <clears throat> it's like a potential, it's like a it's a potential thing. It's like maybe it does go right, uh, and. But they're not gonna put money in into you. At some point, if you lost the money, it's like they're not gonna put money into you, and they're also gonna be like, eh, "I'm not letting you go." Like so, so anything that you do, to go to but, another um, label, and so you kind of buy you, you kind of gotta buy back your situation almost. That's why you hear about like that, like buying back or like I had to pay out of my right, deal. Right, right, right. That's that. Like it's like, yo, you didn't make the label money, you lost money.
2: And you have to buy back. Uh, it's like you're in debt. Yeah, you're in debt. No, nah, but you are card, in debt. Yeah. Yeah. But it yeah, it seems like a real expensive like business model for a record label. It seems like a lot of money would be lost doing that.
1: I we always talk about the how many artists recoup. I don't, it's not it, it's not much. I think in the past ten years it's been horrible just because of the state of the music business. It's mm-hmm. been picking up obviously because of streaming. But, uh, yeah, no, for sure. Most most artists don't recoup. So yeah, but then the ones who do are recouping a lot. Yeah, recouping 30 times over. Uh, mm. So, yeah, that's that battle. Uh, most artists aren't going to recoup. That's why I like negotiating terms. I'm, I'm, I'm actually negotiating with Universal for a younger artist right now. And the artist is, we're just trying to push hard on these option periods. Because like, an option, a, a one-year, one album, one mixtape deal, that's what they'll say, right? Or a single deal. I'm sure you've heard. Have you heard a single deal? Like, I've heard a
3: single deal. That's not
1: a single deal. Like the options in that contract make it like a single deal plus like five albums. Like right. and it's like, bro, yeah. Like your rights are tied up. There's no mm-hmm. it's I've you don't see many, you gotta have that leverage to really just get a flat out pure single deal. Like this is gonna be a single contract just for this record. Uh distro companies do a little bit more that like you could feel comfortable, like the orchard or somebody like that, they'll give you a uh uh, you know, a one song deal maybe like a small check up front, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like an advance, and then they'll, they'll help you get on, uh, improve your platform. But yeah, it's nah, it's all it's all messed up right now. It's all messed up.
0: One thing you just said that made me think of something, you said uh, a mixtape deal, and I wanted to clear that up too because I've seen a lot of people talking about how producers and uh, or labels are finessing producers through having artists release commercial mixtapes versus albums. What's the difference between a commercial mixtape and an album? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you'll probably get a smaller budget. Uh your royalty rate probably is the same. Um, but yeah, you you just there's really not much difference. It's just it's a it's a word.
0: Now I've heard like people say like, oh young thug has been finessing his labels by dropping mixtapes, he's never right. dropped an actual album. is that true or
1: I wouldn't call it finesse. I just think it's like uh your lawyer or you know, they're gonna negotiate that sort of that deal. They're gonna negotiate that sort of product deal and uh yeah, yeah. So if you're a producer in if you're if you're if you're an artist and your label is um trying to get you a situation uh, if you're trying to get a situation out of a label that's beneficial to you, uh your lawyer is going to negotiate terms in that agreement that are uh album equivalent, they'll call them. you know. So meaning it doesn't have to be an album, but it could be an EP, it could be a mix of like 12 singles. So it's equivalent to an album. So like maybe ten master recordings like might qualify as an mm, album. Gotcha. Album period. Uh, so I wouldn't call it finesse. I just think, oh, uh, that's just what it is. Like it makes sense almost. Like you need to have that sort of uh, that period where you know we're in we're in 2019. How many who's dropping albums? Like how many people get to an album? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So that's called that's like album equivalent. That's what they they sort of call that. Uh, it doesn't have to be a pure album. It could be a mixtape. It could be a, uh, you know, 10 singles. It could be whatever it qualifies in their mind to to, to reach the album. So yeah. And
0: then from, to your knowledge, there's no difference in the payouts to the producers?
1: No, there's no, there's no, there's no difference. I mean, like the producers will probably, they'll get the, there's, they have the recording budget, whatever that recording fund looks like in that contract. You know, your younger artist is not going to be that much, but it's, it's enough to compensate producers adequately, you know. 4Gs up front maybe. I always say 4Gs because I feel like that's the minimum that a bigger label would pay. Mm. Some of the smaller ones, you know, like Alamos of the world might pay a little less than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're dealing with like Atlanta Records or a bigger record company and you're, let's you're, face you're you're kind of a, kind of a no-name producer at that time. You'll get a 4000 You You can probably get 4000 on, on top of, uh, you won't get a royalty. You won't get a, mat, uh, a point though, probably.
0: No? Now what no. about, um, when it comes to like the mechanicals. And we had a fan question that I don't that I want to get into yeah. too. Um, well, I guess we'll just start with the fan question. Um, he said, where is it? Let me find it. Uh, okay, right here. Uh Sammy Sosa said, What is the difference between royalty points and mechanical royalties?
1: Yeah, mechanical royalties are uh Points are on the master recording flat out. Mechanical royalties like a separate royalty that happens every time you string a song, but it's just not that much. It's like it goes into a different bucket. Back in the day, that was like the price of. It doesn't really, it's funny, the the concept of mechanical royalties doesn't really apply to 2019, but we still have them and it's Mm -hmm. still like you still accumulate mechanical royalties, but that was more so on like the physical product, like every time something was physically. Uh, performances no like it was more so like yeah it was more like that like every time something was uh physically manufactured that's what that that's where the the mechanical side comes into that's what you almost call it a mechanical royalty it's uh but now it's like when something streams on spotify you still get your mechanical royalty uh but it's like it's od small it's really really small
0: and so that's not like the traditional like radio royalty, or anything? no,
1: that's like a ra- radio royalty would be like ASCAP and BMI. Uh, I thought
0: that was what mechanical was to be honest.
1: No, no, no. You, Harry Fox Harry, okay. Fox, Harry Fox Agency. I don't know if you ever heard it. Yeah, yeah.
0: They yeah. also deal with samples and stuff. Yeah, for. yeah.
1: Harry Fox deals with samples, but Harry Fox uh will collect your your uh your mechanical royalty. Mm. Uh, really, it's just like a it's another royalty bucket, but there's nothing. Uh, I I don't think. I don't know why it really exists anymore. I don't. I don't, I don't get the purpose necessarily. Yeah. There's not
0: It's so minuscule. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. No.
1: Just yeah. But it's also just like a royalty bucket of, just a royalty bucket out there that gotcha. that exists. But it's not like now. If you're someone
0: like Metro, is that going to be a big check? Probably right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah for sure. For him, it'll be a, it'll be a big check just because his the way he streams, man. The catalog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Mm. For. Anybody else is not going to be that big of a royalty yeah, situation. Now, you
0: mentioned BMI and ASCAP. For a producer, what, what exactly are they collecting for? Is that the, the, the royalty points that they're collecting?
1: They're, they're collecting the public performance royalty. That could be radio. Um, that could be when your song plays at Starbucks. Uh, you know, they play in big venues. That's what, that's what they're, and that's only for really the songwriter. So if you're not a songwriter, you're really not getting much, much ASCAP. Songwriter meaning producer too. Yeah. That's, like, mm-hmm. that's like one of the <laughs> the things that most people. We, when we talk about like the writer royalty, uh, the, you get they it think right. lyrics only. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. People yeah. be thinking lyrics only, but it's like mm. in rap, if anyone tries to tell you differently, then they're they lost their mind. Like it's the beat that composition is fifty, then the lyrics are fifty. You will you will have people tell you that <laughs> it's not though. I'm just saying like you really will. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. This whole game is like there's no law to it and i almost feel like establishing some sort of body will be we will be very good for that at least Mm -hmm. like just you know here's the standard like because how we all have done some stuff but it's like there's the standard might differ from person to person and you're like all right bro that doesn't that doesn't make sense so i think that's why i keep like stressing maybe a producing uh guild or something like that that Mm. that will establish what protocol is right like you, you can, maybe they'll give you some sample producer agreements, and they'll give you the basics of what you need to know and what you should, you know, expect out of a producer deal. Uh, but that's it. Like that—that's how that should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Now, for producers to say, uh, trying to think of like not like a super, like not like a future album or a Drake album, but maybe like like Nav's album that just dropped. So if you're a producer that like you just made Nav's album. And, uh, you know, maybe not one of the the singles or something that's really being pushed, just like, you know, maybe like a song number seven or eight that's getting streams and stuff. Will you see anything substantial from like BMI or ASCAP from a placement like that? Or, or does it have to be like kind of a big deal? Play? That's a great point.
1: Now, you'll see you'll see some. Yeah, you don't see much, though. I mean, Sound, Sound Exchange uh, covers the. The like Pandora, the the royalty that radio that you don't control, that person doesn't control, right? Yeah. So it's like uh, when you go to like artist stations, right? They'll yeah. play music, and then they'll just go into that artist station. Yeah, yeah. Whoever gets played from that, that that sound sound exchange will collect that. So I almost feel like you actually might get like uh, might get some like uh, sound challenge sound exchange royalties, but you won't get ASCAP.
0: You and won't get ASCAP. Any yeah. ballpark of what that sound exchange
1: would be look like? Not much. Yeah, you don't get, paid. You don't get paid much. Yeah, it, it will get you will get paid much. Your phone bill, yeah, <laughs> but, not even your phone bill, yeah. like uh... a <laughs> couple Ubers a month as well. Nah, it. like some Jordans, yeah. <laughs> 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 some yeah, Jordans every quarter. Nah, it, it depends, <laughs> man. It's like you, you don't get that's where that's where you shouldn't be counting your bread. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you make hit records, uh, your ass got and BMI will be, will be pretty solid.
2: Sound
0: mm. exchange, your, your BMI would be pretty solid. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I think I'm learning, I'm learning
2: a lot already. Like, I know. For a regular producer, like someone who doesn't have any major placements or maybe is just selling beats to their friends or maybe they have a couple placements, what do they need to have set up? Like you hear about Sound Exchange, you hear about ASCAP BMI, and I know for like a lot of producers, they feel overwhelmed, like, oh, I got to sign up for this, this, mm. and this. But what do they actually need?
1: Yeah. I mean, Sound Exchange, if you're getting, points on records if you're
2: not so like placement you're getting placements you need
1: to yeah out. if you if you got like points of a percentage of a master recording royalty like then you need sound exchange if you're not getting those then you don't even need it I mean that's, that's just a fact mm-hmm. uh, BMI ASCAP yeah uh, you should always sign up for that that's easy mm-hmm. uh, Harry Fox as well you should always sign up for that that's easy
3: uh, outside of that mmm yeah, I mean outside
1: of that, that's not gonna make you that much money. I mean <laughs>
2: like a like a starter kit, just so a producer can feel like, okay, I'm on the right path. Yeah, you I'm need your PRL, me.
1: you need your Ask at BMI, you <laughs> need mm-hmm. Sounding Change, you need uh Harry Fox, mm-hmm. and that's that's really it. Are Sound
0: Exchange and Streamcut the same type of service?
1: Uh I've never heard of Streamcut.
0: Streamcut the
3: public administration. Okay. So yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like uh so Songtrust does that too. TuneCore yeah. actually has like a music public uh, publishing administration mm-hmm. sort of arm as well. Uh yeah, they they will they will act as a that's it's a, it's an important tool. I actually recommend a lot of artists to get that if you're not signed with a publisher or cuz you're you're probably missing out on some dough. Uh mm-hmm. so TuneCore has a music publishing arm administration, Songtrust, uh stream cut as you said. Uh that's just more so that's going to collect those things in a bucket it's mm-hmm. like almost like a tune core of the other side if that mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. you know a tune core collects all your royalties from like yeah. the, the platforms that are almost
0: like uh, youtube or like what
1: yeah, yeah yeah for sure youtube uh uh they probably might connect your man- mechanical uh mechanical license you want to you know do this some of that stuff yourself so it's it's beneficial
0: so if you're a producer, like you may not have any major placements or any placements at all, but you may be a producer that sells and leases beats to a lot of guys online. Yeah. And maybe a cumulative, you might have a few hundred thousand to millions of streams. And how would you be able to collect those? Would that be like a stream cut or a uh you
1: probably won't be collecting it from like uh, just being realistic, man. It's like uh you ain't who's gonna collect that for you and you unless that's like unless you sign up for like Sound Exchange and you got the letter of direction which letter of direction shows like like they'll pay you directly mhm it'll so like if you sign like if you do a beat deal with like a major placement a major label and get a placement uh, most beat deals will come with a letter of direction and a letter of direct if you're getting points the letter of direction will uh tell the label to pay you directly
3: like
1: oh. yeah so you'll get your portion of the artist royalty Directly,
3: yeah. I got, a, so, yeah. I got a question for you. Um, what is the importance of a producer having their own publishing company or being a publishing company, like signing up for it?
1: Uh, it's not, it's not too important, honestly. Uh, I think uh, it can help. I think you, you always want to separate sort of your. It goes back to being like a you know artist being an entrepreneur and a uh, and a business person. So it separate. It gives you that personal shield. Uh, you also can get a lot of stuff, like uh. You can get music business insurance. You can get like insurance for your equipment, Mm. things of that nature. That will you know allow you to sort of expedite some of your some of your your processes that might be slow, right? Some of the some of the producer equipment and other stuff can be expensive, so you just operate more like a business. But in terms of it making that much of a difference, it it doesn't really like if you don't have a publisher, producer company, or anything like that. It don't don't
3: don't really. What about what about like on a major level, like dealing? An independent producer yeah. dealing with major artists having his own publishing I, company. I've always
0: heard like you can't collect certain royalties without having a publishing company, mm-hmm. being signed to a publishing company or, or owning a publishing company. You ever heard it?
3: Nah, no, you could just, uh,
1: <clears throat> you are you are the publisher if you don't have a publishing company.
0: <clears throat> but don't mm-hmm. you have to have like yeah. a separate
1: entity? Nah. No. No. Nah. No. You are the, pu- if you don't have any publisher, you are the publisher. So like when you're signing up for Ashcap, it's like, you know, or BMI or another stuff, it's, it, yeah, actually, if you have a publishing company, if you don't, then it's just you. You you are the publisher at that moment. So, uh,
0: mm.
1: like there's just benefits from like a like a tax and societal business structure. Uh, like you, there's just so many benefits from that angle, but it's like not necessary. I don't think the first thing you don't have to do is get an LLC. Right. If I'm working with a producer, I'll probably you know we'll probably start with the LLC just to separate their, you know, their business endeavors on the uh, producer side from all the other stuff. But um, you don't have to have one. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to have one.
2: Man, it yeah. seems like there's so much like it's such a game that you really have to be knowledgeable about. Knowledgeable yeah, yeah. about. I'm wondering when producers come with someone like that knows the game, like like a lawyer. Does that turn business down? Do other people see that and be like, <laughs> "That's oh, not? You, bro, oh, that's a fair shoot, point. No, they yo, really know what right. they're talking like, about.
0: I was trying to finesse somebody point. today. Nah, like,
1: that's a that's literally the fairest point. I think. That's crazy. I've been dealing with that the past like five or six months, heavy, just because some of my producers were like on the way up, mm-hmm. and like, and some were just like coming up, and they just had some right. And yeah, for sure, if you send like when you start talking real business and like right. what you're actually owed and the landscape, nah, it's it's horrible. Like yeah, it's, it, they get turned, yeah, they get turned away. That's a Damn. that's a fact. Uh, so I almost, I, I'm weird in the sense where I'm like, yo, you almost gotta take your lumps. Like, then you, just to get to a point of like, because the game is just not where it needs to be, you got to mm-hmm. take your lumps. You probably have to not get compensated for a lot of early work. Yeah, but even that, that sounds crazy to me even say, like, you know, I, w- I wouldn't even say that because it's like, you like, know.
3: Take some hits. Like I, I'm just tired start. of seeing
1: producers sharing work that they made that they're not getting paid for. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just for exposure and all that. I'm just tired of that. I'm like, yo, this why is this business like this? This is horrible. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm yeah, I'm just like the landscape of the music business for me, man. I'm I'm definitely almost fed up, and you know, I'm not gonna say I'm trying to make enemies, but I'm definitely not trying to be. I definitely lost right, that right. like uh, friendly, uh, you know, appearance. I just I don't have it anymore, man. It's like yo, yeah. the game needs to like get shaken up, and starting from the labels down to the unsigned yeah. artists and understanding what what they're actually owed.
2: Right.
1: And yeah. The the I would say the dichotomy between you know the producer and the artist, like the the relationship between the producer and the artist is so swayed in the artist's favor that it just doesn't make sense at any point where it, when you realize in hip hop it's like really like half the record should be dedicated. It's really you in some situations you might even say you know the the beat played a bigger yeah portion. of course yeah, yeah. yeah what? You, know, the, you know so it's that's why I'm like I'm pretty like fed up with that sort of that situation right now so. That's why I think, you know, there needs to be a sort of big, like maybe at next year's South by Southwest. I think that's why I'm trying to organize sort of like a like a big producer talk in a sense that it's like a, like a town hall. Mm. Like not mm-hmm. necessarily a like a panel discussion, but more so like a town hall. Yeah. And we're really just setting the standard. All right, this is what it is. This is publishing. Every producer should get dealing with this situation to get, you know, this amount of the 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 you know master recording this percent of the you know that's how it should be and then we could just this becomes so much easier.
2: Like, well, I don't, it, it's harder right. when it's like this. Like, people it's just like trying to people finesse. You just them. need to be aware. At first. Yeah, it's yeah. like every producer needs to have like a little a textbook, like a little pamphlet. Like, you come to the town hall meeting, <laughs> everyone get your pamphlet. Yeah, pamphlet. It's really like arming all the producers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they but, but I almost right feel like
1: anyway. artists need to be there though. It wouldn't it wouldn't even be beneficial if an artist didn't
2: know. Yeah, if it was,
3: then <laughs> the art, but then the artist would be,
2: oh. the artist yeah, would be mad though too, because if they, they're not aware that like, like if you come to them and say like, look, this is what I owe, blah blah blah, they're like, what are you talking about? Hey. It's like, oh, I, I didn't even know that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the amount of artists who are trying to finesse, a, you know, producer out of money is going to be crazy. Like mm. they gonna talk like they experienced attorneys and they've been. I see it all the time. Like it's crazy. Nah, it's well. Like I need to go
2: to law school now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, nah. It's, dude, I'm
1: like, it's I learned more idea. outside of law school though. I ain't gonna lie. Or just True. being around the game mm-hmm. and just like studying it my whole life. Like I just been studying the music business my whole life, even before I was in law school. So I had a it just I think that's almost more important than the law you can learn, like as long as you have like a capacity to learn, like you right. can you can just learn laws and but I think Seeing how it fits in and being able to predict what's next—that's mm. like a hit. You got it. That's like a history class and just feeling out the industry and the game mm. and just almost being, you know, in a visionary in that sense. I think that's like two different things. Now you and, wrote about this in an article. Right. One of
2: your articles, you talked about how you really need a lawyer that is able to predict the future. Yes.
1: So. No. I, I think that's like super important, especially dealing with some of these labels when you're, if you're, you know, if you're an artist and you're signing a record label deal, you got to be able to forecast like what's the next big play, sort of what, what direction we're going and what, what, what terms are... Like, for me, I still think flexibility is, like, OD important. So right. I hate seeing, like, six-album deals or, like... That's, that's crazy. That just, that just feels weird. How many artists you know even get to six albums? Six right. projects? Like, even projects. Like, on one label, how many artists you know get to six projects? Like, deals should never be that long. You know? Yeah, sure. uh, stuff like that gets me mad. Like, but I think we've gotten to at least a standard on the artist side. Uh, where like merch rights, like labels aren't really fighting for that anymore. So most labels you just want to, you know, if you fight, you have any attorney who knows what they're doing, they're saying, no, you ain't getting merch. Labels going to be all right, yeah, that's fine. Mm. Even on the touring side, they'll, you know, they'll get less than 10%. And, uh, and that's even probably after, like they only get 10% after the artist makes $200,000 per contract period. So Mm. if they Mm -hmm. haven't made $200,000 off touring, they won't even get any percentage. So that's the sort of small stuff where I feel like they've made some, uh, Uh, Progress on the artist side, but you know, on the producer side, it's like I don't know if you've you've heard you've seen some of these like producer deals, like Like labels, like publishing, like I don't not publishing deals, but more so like signing producers. Yeah, signing producers. Have you you guys been seeing that? No, not really. Like you
0: mean like like a like a Warner deal or like like more like an actual label deal?
1: Yeah, I've seen like producers begin like somewhat like weird production deals. Like
0: what you mean? Like explain.
1: Um. like a producer signing to like a a small like maybe an indie label or maybe even a bigger label, and they just sign like almost the same way kind of like an artist signs.
0: I know what you're saying, like 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 signing to like a, like a YSL or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. yeah I've okay. been seeing that a
1: lot, and I'm just like, nah, that's a that's a scam.
0: I was just, I wanted to ask you about. You said it's a scam. <laughs> Damn.
1: Yeah, I think I mean like it's just it. What who? Why,
0: how does that even make sense? Well, I guess it's a... Hey, so the
1: placement should be like worldwide. Like, what well,
0: well, if ha- you if you sign to a YSL? I guess that they're, they're probably like yo. If you if you sign to us mm-hmm. and you're attached to us, then shoot, we'll rock with you and we'll do more of your beats. I don't know, but it is, seems like it's kind of putting you in a box. Sometimes sense, the, that, was di- the point of, you're kind of
1: yeah. One, it puts you in a box, and two, it's like, what what are your splits? What what well, I don't even know what that. Yeah. I, I've been seeing that a lot, bro. Like I'm just like I, I I couldn't imagine I couldn't fathom that deal being beneficial. Oh, you're saying oh, that you
3: know what the splits look like?
1: Yeah, one seeing oh. the splits and then also like knowing how could that deal be beneficial for a producer? Like producer splits are already getting the producers are already getting the worst. Now you're signing to a bigger entity where you're probably gonna get twice even even. Smaller. Yeah, yeah, like even. Yeah, it's like going from a bigger pool to a yeah, smaller
2: yeah. pool but to what a smaller what
0: if pool. The, 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 like for instance, like Wheezy. What if the benefits outweigh that? So it's like Weezy's getting Drake placements; he's constantly getting Thug placements, future placements. But how like, many Weezy's are there though? Like how many people are actually is that actually happening?
2: But
1: him getting yeah, feel, Drake placements, you think that's a product of him signing?
0: I mean, I
2: feel like,
3: or him being,
1: I feel super like him dope. signing. <laughs>
0: don't you think him signing to Thug really like that's when he obviously turned up? Well, that's you know? what we talked about on the Mario yeah, podcast hey, yeah. about cosign. Yeah, did
3: something for his image, like the cosign
0: did. And I feel like if you're, well, I can't
3: cosign without. Signing deals
2: without money. True. I feel like yeah. if but you're selling, the
0: then I that's feel like, like, like Roddy that's... Rich
1: got co signed by. I'm from like the Philly area, so mm-hmm. like I'm tied into the Philly music scene. Uh, like Meek co signed Roddy Rich super early. I'm talking about last year we had Made in America, and we're all rocking backstage. Everyone's like, Yo, Meek's like, Yo, this is a guy right here, mm. and uh, he came out and did like uh, did the festival, and that was the first time a lot of us heard of him. Yeah, but he ain't, Roddy ain't signed no papers.
2: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But I just feel like that's like,
2: that's like a true co sign, but it's like when, when they come in <laughs> with, like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm i I'm a, I'm a highlight you. I'm a major artist. I'm a highlight this producer, but on the backside, like, I already got him locked down on paper.
1: Right? Yeah. I would say never sign to another artist. It's <laughs> flat out. I mean, that's just how I would feel. I, I, the only, I don't know. I see Tay Keith like doing his production side. He signed an art, uh, producers now, which is dope. I'm actually interested to see that because maybe he, I know he has like his uh little co- he has a college degree, you know he's a business. I think he's a business guy. I actually, if I feel bullish or good about one situation. I feel like he might he might make some work. Like he might like do some cool, uh, you know build like some sort of producer, uh, camp that's like beneficial to all parties. I that- yeah, I, I think he's doing something cool. But, uh, I would never sign to an artist ever. Uh, and I think I just I, I wouldn't do that or a producer. I wouldn't sign a producer either. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I just don't mm. see the you. I don't see the benefits.
3: Yeah, because the because the paperwork may not make sense. But what not if the it makes sense though? What if it's like yo, like signing the 808 <sighs> or gonna, huh? gonna be bad. Uh, okay. Nah, just no way. There's no way
1: there's around. No it. way. I I don't know. I don't. Paperwork's gonna be bad.
3: So right. it's, uh, it's gonna always be a better benefit to be your own entity, and until it's like
1: no, I I get I get. You know, honestly, it gets it, it almost. It's a point where it's oh, like, wow. how long is that deal? How long is how long is that deal one? Uh do you have long term flexibility? Are you good now with like sometimes if you have nothing else really going and like you kinda in like a slow a patch, all right, I get it. Like you sign to a, a another producer, you get the cosign, you kinda, you know, get your flow going and mm-hmm. then you move forward and, and it's that's why the deal was like it's a productive deal on both sides. That could be that could be beneficial. Like even signing to a label, I feel like it's like the same situation where, you know, I'm working with some artists where like they don't got that much buzz, but the label's going to put some money behind it. And, you know, the deal's not too long. And I'm like, all right. Like, you know, mm. you're not, how, you know, rest in peace. How many Nipsey's are there where they can, like, you know, take 10 years and fight and grind, get right. to a point where you're going to get to 50-50 splits and, you know, you're going to do it all yourself. Mm. You got a closing store. Who's it. that patient, right? Yeah. Right, who's gonna? Right. How many people you out there got that in. sort of yeah. uh, fortitude? Turned down. Um, yeah. Bags. And not many people, man. it out from the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I was another yeah. RV, like,
2: you just literally wrote the same thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's why that's why I'm just trying to get people to start thinking like, outside, like mm. thinking creatively about this music business because like what's existed doesn't mean it's good. Mm. That's why like guys like Steve Stout coming with like United Masters, like, you know, I think sometimes they push the the independence thing a little too far,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but uh, I like it. It's disruption. It's true disruption, and it's changing the way a lot of artists are viewing. Label situations, and it's going to make the labels offer better deals and put pressure on them to sort of, you know, amend some of the terms that have been screwing artists because now there's other, there's more business in the game, right? Dist- distro companies are signing artists. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? People are getting distro deals that are, you know, with, with advances and stuff like that. Like, so, what do you think about
0: stuff like that? Uh,
1: I like it. I like it. I still think there's value in a label. Uh, I don't think. All artists should be signed to labels, but there's value in a label. And also, you look at the biggest superstars, they're all signed to labels, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't think that's any coincidence. Uh, but that deal should look right a certain way. And you might not get that. You might not own your master's your first deal. I always talk about it. It's like, everyone wants to own their master. That's, mm-hmm. like, the, that's like the cliche term right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you might not own it your first deal, but if you're in a position to own your second deal and you're still in your prime, you're working, and you get that short uh that's why I always stress, you know, short-term flexibility, like long-term flexibility, a shorter deal, because that, that situation works out. Now, when you're a free agent for your second contract, almost like the NBA, you know, you can sort of demand. That's like, almost like a standard. You can demand mm-hmm. that. But not, you do not. No one's going to give you your master's, really, if you're, if you're taking a, a big advance. Like, that's just what it is.
0: Yeah. Now, what do you think? I was going to say, what do you think about imprint deals? I've been hearing about those a lot more lately.
1: Yeah, they can be cool. They can be beneficial. I mean, you know, there's a group I'm working with out at Philly Wall Street Entertainment. They got this uh this girl named uh, FH Noob. she's super hard. Like I'm telling you, she got a record called Caribbean joint that's going uh, it's gonna be everywhere next. You you heard the first dude, right? here. <laughs> nah, it's going crazy right now in the city, but uh, you know, I think they're sort of they're sort of using the limp imprint uh wave to to that's what they're sort of shopping. I think it's a I think it's a good it's a good play if you know you're if you're in a good play, a good camp. 'cause I, we we have to acknowledge that labels still got pool and radio uh they still got they're still big banks like everyone you know how many people are putting their own money up uh for for deals and stuff like that you can get uh lines of credit you know you'll get you can get a lot of good stuff if you imprint sign. you get like a budget to sign artists up front you know you make mm-hmm. it back in you know whatever procedure you make it back in, but I like it you know i you know maybe that's something I went down the line like in, in my career in my life yeah. uh but you you almost don't have to anymore. I'm I'm almost of that creed where it's like I worked in finance and investment. I think you can get that money without being with a label. It's through loans and like investments. I feel like pe- everyone wants a piece of the entertainment industry. It's like I challenge people to be creative
0: with their like and get private investors kind of thing. yeah get like yeah just be yeah. creative with be a salesman, it. Like, like, like yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: I just think you can be I think you can be really like how many people want to be a part of entertainment like Red Bull. Like uh Urban Outfitters, like so many other companies right now are just like getting into the music space right. where I just think you gotta just start understanding where you fit in. I think producers are they're probably the least productive right now in that in that regard.
3: Mm. Like
1: I don't I don't see I don't think they, they see themselves, you know, back when hip hop started, I hate to be that guy. <laughs> uh but like remember the DJ and the producer was like the most important part. He was right. a star and the guy rhyming was like some dude on the side, just like the hype. Yeah, oh, it was yeah, hype. yeah. That that was it. That was that was really a landscape. And then somewhere along the line, I got lost. But I feel like maybe Murder Beats and some of these other guys are Metro. They're sort of you know they're like nah, I'm gonna get it's gonna be Metro booming featuring uh right right, or it's gonna be like Drake featuring Metro. You know it's gonna be like my name is gonna be a <laughs> a feature artist or, mm-hmm. or like when you're feature it's like you're gonna get your points. And mm-hmm. that's why I think producers gotta start thinking to sort of gain that leverage back in this this ecosystem because. When you look at record labels, they're gonna eat. You look at artists, they're gonna eat because they have touring and merch. Uh, not saying producers can't do some merch, but uh, and maybe tour as a DJ or whatever it is, but that's not really their lane. Like so, the labels eat, the artists eat, but you know, producers are the only sort of community eating only off their music,
2: mm.
1: right? Mm-hmm. Like that's really right. I, like that's the only community in music. And you look at the ecosystem, producers are the only one eating off the music, yeah. and streaming's not good. Like you know, it's not that much. Like we haven't really figured out the streaming payout situation that's going to make sense for everybody. Like dudes are streaming a million times and getting whatever that it's it's a small number. Four thousand. dollars <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean. So that that's where it is. So not I, even right. Yeah, yeah I challenge right. producers right now, like to be like, yo, how can I get other streams of revenue? You got to start branding yourself. You got to start thinking of yourself as like an artist because you are one. You're you're super important to the ecosystem. So yeah. it's like. Like, you're back, just being that producer in the corner is not cool no more, in my opinion. Like, yeah. you gotta be, you almost gotta be a star in your own right. Mm. So I think that shift has to come back to play before, you know, when I, when I, when I as I project, we just talking about, like, projecting, predicting, I think that has to happen, really, for producers to sort of uh, gain more place
2: in this ecosystem. So, I mean, you can see the, you can see the effects of that, like, especially in the pop world, or, like, what people... Like they're their own Love it Like yeah. they're going Great crazy Great point Like marshmallow. Those dudes are like Going crazy Nuts
1: Like I'm Calvin Harris Like yeah Calvin Harris like He's a producer He doesn't make music right. I'm gonna add like,
3: something. Yeah Like a lot of Like a lot of producers Are not entrepreneurs Yeah sure, true. And it's kind of like a, Even Even for engineers It's Sometimes it's kind of like It's kind of like Not a soul a dream job. Not Not a soul dream But like The label Or The people you, They might value Being around an artist they might value like oh being in the light, the spotlight, and yeah. the artist more than business, yeah. or like having their own. You know what I'm saying? That's no, why they want to be more like of an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. And then and then later later they kind of more. They're more dependent. Yeah, and then later they will realize like, damn, I don't got my own business by myself. It's just like I was just doing music. Yeah, so it's like kind of like a
0: soul dream. That's why I'd always not, not just always, for the clout. I mean, a lot of times, you know, not everyone's born to be an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? Facts.
1: I mean no, I mean that's the biggest fact, right? Like you can say it's true. It's like, uh. But I think there has to be like, uh, we you just can't I feel like you can't just always want to be in the background and not get mm-hmm. like, like if you produce a huge record, like I almost feel sure, like you got to produce some merch or some shit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like you got it. Like what do right. you, like the, off the music alone is this, it's just not enough. Like right. we talked about right. mechanical royalties earlier. Like that's a small bucket. Right.
0: Uh, drop a kit. Yeah. Like, like drop a kit.
1: It's a small bucket. Uh, the mass recording royalty, like we said earlier, you might have get like a you might have gotten a big event, uh, you know, a big advance against maybe royalties, or you might have just got paid for that beat. like a work for a higher situation. A lot of labels would do that to to inexperienced producers, so you get like a, uh, you know, like I said, a four thousand dollars, ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and that's what you get, and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not getting that, you know, you get your publishing as well, but that's all money off of music, mm-hmm. and we've all talked about. The, there's really not that much money, money in, in actual the music. Actual the raw music. music yeah. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: So
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. That's that, one of the things lot. I heard Nipsey say. He's mm-hmm. like he talked about Disney. Like when you go to Disney, they got earmuffs, they got cups, they got mugs, they got the all she? the merchandise. Yeah. Like, but in music, a lot of people only they only give them one like That's piece of content. Product, yeah. Right? It's just the music or maybe a t shirt. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's hard. That's why it's like hard for me to like you, you, I feel like that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I challenge producers as well. I like, I, I definitely fight for producers. Like, I would call myself, like, producer advocate on that side, especially on the law side. But I'm also like, yo, come on. Like, it's time to stand up and, like, and, and be entrepreneurs and sort of take some of that spotlight. Because you guys mm. do some amazing stuff in the industry. Mm. Like, we should know your name just as much as, you know, some of the artists' names. Like So I'm, wouldn't
3: you advise a producer who wants to – if, like, that's the main goal for a producer, like, yo, I want to be in the music industry and work with artists, wouldn't you advise them to, like, build, like, a, a super, a really large catalog? If that's their goal, to make money off of music, yes. then they'll they would just need to build a really large catalog. Yeah, that's their I,
1: goal. I, I would say they need a, a really large catalog and keep getting better with your splits over time. Like, uh, mm-hmm. just because, I, I mean, you got to pay your dues. Like, I think maybe our generation is a little too entitled. Like, mm-hmm. maybe we... I was always, like, the millennial generation, everyone's right, like, right. I hate to be an old head. I'm 26, so I'm not, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm an old head. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, yeah, I think millennials sometimes can just be like, Yo, I deserve this, that, and that. I'm like, you kind of mm-hmm. got to pay your dues. Because like, early on in your career, like, you can get similar levels of production from some other person, probably. But, you know, I think you, as you grow in the industry, a tag means a lot sometimes. Like, you know, you hear the tag in the beginning of a record, you're like, oh, you Right. you get high yeah. that's you know, what we're talking I, all about last, yeah. last and that's what that's what it is it's like uh, it's a selling chip when you start produ- when you start like uh, getting to a level of producer where you're actually helping sell the record right? right like your name means something it's like oh that guy produced that right like come on like if that dude's not getting a good percentage of like if he's not right. getting big points I'm like I don't know what else is like what, right. what else right. you need to do to deserve
0: points mm. so yeah.
1: uh, but that's like it's still not standard man you know I think the guy's name is DJ Beats One. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Payne One. Pain One. One.
1: One. Love yeah. that
3: guy.
1: Yeah, we fucking yeah, Pain One. That guy goes Shout crazy. Nah, yeah, like, we had him
0: a...
2: on the podcast
1: too. Yeah, that guy goes crazy. Educator, Cato. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Shout out to Cato too. Educator, mm-hmm. speaking at real on producers. Uh, you know, like it, it's just more of that stuff where I'm like, man, what, we just as much you fall in love with the production side of it, I think you gotta fall in love with the business side of it, mm-hmm. uh, and not. Not everyone has to be an entrepreneur. I love that. I think that's mm. so true. But you got to just like you got to know what what your product is worth mm. and and not get abused con- continuously. Man, and and it happens so much. Like in the studio, how many artists? You know, I just been in it where I just like yo, this is this is crazy. So I'm looking, man. You know, that's why I like I projected my career and stuff. I would love to work in like the. J. Cole camps and those types of worlds where I know that the business is way better. Mm. I just know it. I just know it.
0: I think the trap scene is just
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nah. And I love trap music. Like that's where we that's where I grew up on. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm always gonna be a part of it, but it's like the whole, it's just a culture. It's like it's off. It's like yeah. just the whole scene itself is like, you know, it, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. Too, you know, it's, it's the drugs, it's the right. all the other stuff. It's like.
0: Janky promoters. To Janky promoters, <laughs> like
1: yeah. Studio sessions are crazy. The business being done is just crazy.
2: It's a lot of egos. Yeah, it's a lot too. of egos. Mm-hmm. Like
1: there's a lot of just know. messy stuff going on. So it's like, all right, like yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you're working in that space, you're going to get those. You're almost going to get get that that response. Mm, yeah. Like, that's what that's what that industry looks like right now. So uh, yeah, man. I just think we need to clean it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time to clean it up. Like it's too much money. Make contracts cool. Like rap is the most streamed genre, you know, in the world right right now. So it's like, yo, this is it. This is the time that this is the time to win and monetize. Mm. And you know, I feel like right now we're not ready for it in a lot, in a lot of different directions. And some people aren't eating off it. And then we're going to hear twenty years, thirty years from now, those people like it's going to be the sad stories, like Mm. behind the scenes joints. Like, like, we're going to see those things again, and it's going to be sad. Yeah, for no reason.
0: Mm. One thing I definitely wanted to touch on was what then we've talked about this a little bit so what do you do if a song gets released and no one ever reached out to you whether they're a label or
1: yeah i'm going to mm. give you the real scenarios man i'm going to give you the real scenarios get a lawyer who can work on the back end until until it's figured out so that's what i recommend it it can be a little longer uh it can be uh you might not get that swift but uh you will maintain relationships. It won't be as crazy. It won't play out online and all this stuff.
0: Don't go to Twitter. <laughs> yo,
1: it's funny, man. I I, I know a, I know a good, really, really, really good attorney out in New York, a younger guy named Adam Freeman. Uh he, he, I just scrolled on something today. He just he put something out like on Twitter, like yo, this guy didn't pay producer again or whatever. And it's like, I don't blame him, man. I I, I don't. That's not probably how I operate. I just can't. I'm I'm not really built that way. Uh, but I don't, I don't hate them, and I'm like, I'm sure that's efficient in some ways. It is because it's like, yo, you ain't. Go- the public opi- court, of public opinion is really yeah. like sometimes stronger <laughs> right. than the, the real court. Like someone wants to
0: clean that up. Yeah, <laughs> someone's gonna clean it up. Yeah, like
1: right. so, it's like, yo, it's gonna happen. Like something's going, something's gonna happen. Yeah. But you know, I also feel like you know where I'm from and just like you know the people I work in the industry, shit, it gets real. Like, I'm talking about outside of the law stuff. Like, I'm good on the other side too. And I just understand that, like, you know, some dude who's not really about it, you know, going online and talking crazy mm-hmm. and looking in that rap space, like, I'm not gonna advise that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not right. going I'm just not gonna advise that. Like, yeah, unless you're ready for it. Yeah. There's a couple producers where I, like, yeah, I might advise that. Like, who's uh, a dude who produced guy, uh, Mexico Joe? Oh, yeah, I might advise that. Like, yeah. you nobody's know, you know, gonna touch that Yeah. that guy. All right, like whatever, yeah. Fact, take though. whatever route you want to take. Uh but some of the, <laughs> the other stuff, it's like, nah, you can't, you're not gonna do that.
2: Like right. you, you right. just can't do that. Mm. Uh, that's real shit. It really yeah. is though. Like that really is. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, I don't and, and, and also it's just like a... Yeah, that's just the way it is. Let the let, I feel like you know, at some point you just gotta like throw it on the back end and you know let someone else. But you know, in reality, the the rights to that record, you could get that record taken down. I always tell people, uh, I'm not sure how beneficial that is because you probably want it to stream if you if it's making money and mm-hmm. you if you got the producer credit. But you know, if you produce that record and you didn't get any, there's no there, there's no agreement, you didn't mm-hmm. get compensated, you can get that record taken down. Mm-hmm. Like you own part of that world. There's no you can get that taken. What down. Who do you contact?
2: They're just you can do app. like
1: you can go you go you know, straight to the sources. Like mm-hmm. if you want to, like you can go straight to the Apple Music's. You know. Spotify, mm. TuneCore, whatever it is, like they get the probably get need a
0: lawyer but, though for that every time, right?
1: No, no, no. You can the you you go straight to them. You can, can file a copyright infringement. Oh, it's oh, like yeah. a DMCA takedown. Mm. Take it's yeah. like and then like it is a conflict point now. Like you know, both sides go back and forth have to prove their sort of argument. I don't like that either, just because it's like title telling that gets nasty. Like it just gets. It is also just like a it's 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 like putting a gun in somebody's head. It's like mm-hmm. that sort of negotiation. Mm.
3: Where it's like
1: <laughs> now you know you put a gun in somebody said what he gonna do right.
3: like some get him percentages yeah.
1: He's gonna pull another it's, it's gonna get nasty uh but you can't do that that's always the last resort I always feel like that's the last resort for me it's mm-hmm. like you know if I've been negotiating on my end for a month and a half two months and the label sort of just bullshitting and you know the producers or everybody around I camp then it's like all right man like you the know, final struggle you election, gave me no. you gave me no choice right. <laughs> like, I'm going a, I'm to a hit, I'm we're going to get that record. We're going to have to deal with it this way. <laughs> but, but that's, like that's, why, why does it even have to get to that point? That part of it gets still just like, that's what I'm saying, man. Uh, I feel like that's them trying to test to see how, just test the waters and kind of gauge yeah. how serious you are. Yeah, but a lot, I feel like a lot of times it's like they don't got the budgets for it. It's like the smaller, that's only a smaller <clears throat> label situation, I feel like. They don't really happen with the bigger, the bigger labels. Maybe there's some like, Stuff that they didn't know about in the production side that they that you have to make them aware of. That's Mm -hmm. different, right? It's like yo, I actually did co-produce this this and that. They didn't know, or you know, cool because maybe the other producer was acting like he produced the whole record. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's something. But you know, some of the smaller labels, I feel like, just don't got budgets,
0: and they try to just yeah, they just do weasel through.
1: They just (laughs) because they work in that space in the trap side, where it's like a lot of people are just happy to get credit.
0: Yeah. Right. They're like shit. See, see if they're happy with just the credit. Yeah, like. Yeah,
1: I feel like yeah, and it's like <laughs> you look weird for speaking out almost. Like that's what yeah. they'll try to make it feel like. Wow. Yeah, they'll try to make it feel that's like. So fun. Yeah. yeah. So and then that's why like we got lawyers like Adam Freeman who were like, Nah, we are gonna go online then because like right. yeah, <laughs> we will to talk about it.
0: Yeah, we actually. That's crazy. One one thing <laughs> we wanna bring up. That's crazy. This is something happened. I think today or yesterday just happened. Uh, with Adam Freeman. He he deals with a producer named um, Palace of Mafia, who we had this on the show. This is what I was talking about. Mm. You're talking about the mid the <laughs> Oh yeah, problems. I was just oh, talking, because okay. yeah. I
1: just saw that, <laughs> yeah. I was like, online, I saw that joint, I was like, oh, that's, that's what I mean. It's like, Adam, like, you know, you know, we get, we we get coffee, check in, like, uh, uh just talk about the landscape of the, the music business. But, uh, yeah, I saw that whole, I saw the whole <laughs> thing play out. <laughs> What's your
0: thoughts on that? On like midis and not being protected and all that?
1: I'm, this is almost more like a theoretical argument. This is like a sort of the state of the game, more so maybe the law. Uh, I'm not a fan of it. I, I don't think like, I just don't, I don't like, I didn't like the Marvin Gaye Blurred Lines ruling. Mm-hmm. You know that one? That's one thing we yeah, were we yeah. talking about. Yeah, I didn't like any of that stuff where like we're talking about the essence of a beat or like a, a core progression, maybe mm-hmm. being predicted and or you deserve? Interpolated or... Yeah, I I don't I don't really know, if, especially in a, in a genre that's so, you know, reused and and I don't I don't know, man. I just think we, we're getting into a a tricky a tricky place. I wouldn't necessarily maybe fight that. I'd just be like, man, that that's probably a part of the game. Mm. Uh, but if my producer wanted me to go hard, I would go hard. Uh, I, that's more that's more of a, a him thing or how he felt about it but me personally you know i just think you take your losses sometimes you're fighting over and then you start fighting over crumbs maybe that it, that record's big so it's like let's stop fighting over crumbs
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh but if that's not a big record like it's not a big artist like what you come on man You waste. we just wasting time at this point for some smog just use the take take the credit online uh
0: you know do that and just be move a forward. hustler and try to yeah. Turn that into something. Yeah, turn that into did something. This. Yeah, yeah. Turn,
1: yeah, facts. And like, and <laughs> then <laughs> if they say something else, then you can look, take the other route. But it's like, some not everything's worth fighting. It's like a, it's like the art of war. It's like, you know, how much money and resources and time and effort you want to spend fighting something that just because you want to prove a point. Right. Maybe that's the point that you want to prove. Fine. Like maybe that's your your card. That's the one you want to draw a line. And say you know you know I ain't happening again. I'm a, I'm gonna set this. <laughs> All right. That's cool. But it can't be some repeated thing where you're just feeling like you know. I think we start getting to the chord progression, especially in like trap. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you know, I just start dabbling into the reggaeton tone space. I got some people mm-hmm. over there and I, I love it. I think that I think the next Drake and the next huge artist is coming, and it's kind of already. I, I'm not gonna play Bad Bunny or Ozuna because they are huge, mm-hmm. but like I think the next like super super superstar is gonna be like a a, a Spanish English infused artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's just the that's just the nature of it, but I've been dabbling in that space, and it's like, bro, half the beats like really sound like ninety percent of the beats sound the same.
0: I'm
1: telling you, like the <laughs> Yo, whole. Yo, you essence. stole my
0: drum pad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: yeah. so I haven't even really started digging into to what that looks like yet, and mm-hmm. what what that space. But I'm curious because I feel like traps a little like that. It's not right. as much. There's there's more complexities. A little and, bit more. Various, there's le- yeah. there's levels to it, but like when you start getting into like dissecting some of the elements of trap, and I'm like. Uh come on, man. We we mm. I feel like at this point, like someone who produced a record that came out this week sounds like another record that came out maybe four years ago. Hey. If, if someone's really like really clocking it. Because y'all know it, the BPMs and all that other yeah. stuff, y'all could do some stuff where you layer it and it sounds the exact same. You know, I have producers do that all to call me up, like, yo, Carl, I got a situation. I go over it and it's like they let it's some song that they produced like six years ago and there's a new song right now. So, <laughs> sounds somewhat. During like, my case, yeah. Right? <laughs> when they put it next to each other, and I'm not gonna I hate. Like it sounds somewhat serious, but I'm like, somewhat some. But it's like, what, well, yo, how one? It's then it's like the cause benefit analysis. Like if that record made a lot of money, that's always a factor. I hate I hate to say that, but it's right. the truth. Like if that record made a lot of money, that that has to be a reason why you pursue it because lawyer fees and all that other stuff get expensive. Like, mm. uh, but if it's not, if it's a no name artist. Maybe use the court of public opinion. Maybe you strategize and get away just to get credit uh, or maybe some sort of publishing. But even then, it's like you're fighting over crumbs a lot of the time. It's the mm-hmm. music side.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You start selling t shirts. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: that's <laughs> what I'm
1: saying. So
2: go ahead. Uh, I was just going to elaborate. I was like, this is, I think I brought this up a while ago, but like the Curtis King situation, like he had made a beat like a couple years ago, and there's a. This, uh, this artist called the Suicide Boys, they literally like the exact oh, same did, beat. Yeah, yeah. About and he just, he just put it online. He was like, you know, I still I used to steal VSTs. They stole my beat. I talk mm. it up to whatever, just the game. But then I guess, like, then like underneath his video, like some t-shirts or something is there. So. <laughs>
0: he, oh, look at uh 50. You see how he just made like $300,000 <laughs> off the Foff t-shirts or whatever? Yeah, yeah dirty, bro. Nah, that, dude,
2: that dude's hilarious, bro. <laughs> dude,
1: he's disrespectful, bro. Yo, he's disrespectful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's only like, he disrespectful. Yeah, he, I mean, shit, he knows how to turn a bad situation into a good one, I guess. For right. sure, yo. And that's
1: my that's my whole point about some of this stuff. It's like, I just hate fighting overcomes, mm I feel like that's like uh, the music business in a show. Like, dudes just get mad like over dumb stuff. Like, you ain't even got, you don't got no placements or nothing like that. And you Bro, it just like,
2: move on. Like, yeah, this one ain't gonna make it for you. But that's so, hard to I'm, tell nah, somebody though. Like when their ego it's is being it's real, like, it's being real, like, like, real. It's like yeah. this one ain't gonna make you, bro. Right. Like, it's like it's like separating like your opinion and business. Like people can't do it. Like yeah, pride. Like, yeah, it's your pride and your ego's like ah. Nah, yeah, this I This placement prove my point. ain't gonna make. Yeah. It. Right. Like I'm just I'm just gonna keep it
1: a stack. Like it, it probably isn't gonna make you. But you know, if there's a claim, I'm not gonna tell them. I'm not gonna not pursue it. Mm-hmm. that's not my sort of role in it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but in my gut, like if if it came down, it's like yo, I really want want to hear what you have to say. Then I'd say that. Mm-hmm. But in, in general, it was like, nah, man, it's like, come on, man, like move forward, make some good beats, like mm-hmm. start marketing yourself online, learn how to start from like getting in the mix, like getting in the studios, all that other stuff. Like, you know, sell your brand online. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I use social really one hundred percent for, uh, maybe it's. Parts to show personality, but like 90% of it's like, you know, just spreading my message and cause. Like using social to, to educate and inform and create mm-hmm. dialogue, spark dialogue on the music mm-hmm. business and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And that's what I want to continue
0: to do. That's one thing we definitely try to do too, is definitely try to get, yeah. get everyone's opinions. and yeah. No, we're going to talk dialogue. about
1: this uh, South By thing, because I'm really going to put that, I'm going to put yeah, some, we definitely talk I got about some that. like sponsors like who want to get involved in that. Like really just sort of, you know, I think if people can leave with some sort of, uh, like a pamphlet or a right, yeah. structured document of like. Let's do dope.
0: something dope at South by. It's been kind of burnt out the past few years. Yeah, now we got do something dope. <laughs> yeah, something
1: like something that's a cross between education and culture shifting. And right. like, just like, I think that's there for, that's ready for producers. So like, now nah, we're going to talk about that for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a producer handbook.
2: Everybody need yeah. the producer. It's, handbook. it's that time. Not like that. We're going to uh, coin yeah.
3: that.
1: Yeah, let everyone handbook. know we're going to get that
0: trademark. Producer handbook.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah, producer <laughs> handbook. handbook. It starts right now.
0: Thanks. Producer safety. <laughs> One yeah. thing, um, one thing I want to go back and cover too, which is, um, I think it was a fan question too, um, talking about, you know, when a um a song gets released, and uh, you know, you you haven't been reached out, no one tried to handle the business with you, I'm reaching out to a lawyer. What if you can't afford a lawyer?
1: Mm. Uh, yes, yeah, it, that that's a good question. And like, I if it's like some shit like this, and I feel like the artist and producer may have potential, and it's. I just I just do it. Like if it takes like ten minutes for me to keep getting back and forth with, like how long does it really take on my end? Like I wrote like a small, I could write like a small letter Mm -hmm. that I already have pre templated, like Mm -hmm. uh, and just send it to the label. And so you know, I just I'll do I I I personally would do it as a favor. Oh Uh, okay. uh, Yeah yeah no, ain't gonna be like ten times. But (laughs) (laughs) but I I I, if it's one thing and I feel like the guy's potential and is all right, it's all right. But cool like. Uh but I'm younger and right. I'm not yeah. like a some And whole, you're in the mix too. Yeah, right? I'm in the mix. So it's right. like you might just see me at a party or something, I might agree to it and I fall like mm. all right, I'll do it in the morning or whatever yeah. and I do it. Right. Uh I feel like Adam's like that as well to to some extent. Uh but nah if you don't got the money, it's tough. I think you I think you almost have to cut that out and then start thinking about the DMCA takedown mm. uh strategy mm. and go straight for them. Because I know artists who do that. Like, I know artists who don't got no manager or lawyer who are just, like, they just lethal. Like, like they'll just get <laughs> like, some. Sh- they get some <laughs> shit taken down. Like, if they featured on it and they weren't paid or compensated, they'll just do that on their own. It's simple. I'm telling you, y'all, go on, like, the type, file in, like, copyright infringement, Spotify, or whatever it is. Yeah. And, like, they just have an easy, simple portal. And you can, like, Damn. submit your claim. Uh, yeah, you just submit your claim. and And that's it. And then the record gets taken down, and now everyone's like, "I'm sure you'll get that call from the label." Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then it's like, I feel like I only worry the only relationship I worry about in that situation is producer to the artist, and the producer to the other producers, and the producers to that community. Mm. Uh, that's you don't the only look thing I worry lame. about. Yeah, because like then you start getting into that like, like I said, I don't like when people put guns to my Like mm. I don't like when people like force me to do something because then it's like, oh, you're not playing. Right. Yeah. But then on the other side it was like, "You weren't playing for it anyway because you ain't you ain't paying me right. for this beat." Sorry, right, 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 right. right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm a lawyer, but I don't like conflict. I don't like stupid conflict. Like when there's yeah. nothing. Like it's just sometimes it's just like man, a lot of it's not worth it. You gotta pick and choose. You gotta pick and choose. Yeah, you, gotta yeah, pick pick choose. Choose. Yeah. you go. You go miss the the bigger bag, worrying about the smaller bag. Mm. Yeah,
0: right. yeah. Um. Going to another fan question. Smoking the Aces eighty five says, "What should you do to protect yourself when sending out loops to other producers?" Yeah, I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't send out loops.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, it's funny. I don't really work on that. I work with a lot of producers who work in the studio and like do a lot of stuff like that. Uh, the sending out loops. If they, what do you mean they work in the studio? Like just play all their stuff? No, they'll do a lot of like bespoke work. Like they'll create it in the studio with the artists. Like mm. uh, you know. They'll have like the, the true sessions, like the back in the day true sessions, where mm-hmm. like, you know, you hop in the studio, and you build this beat from scratch, and uh, or if you have beats, you play them at the studio, like you. Okay. Yeah, like you're doing the stuff like, or you send a full beat, like you send everything like that. But sending loops and all that stuff, like yeah, that leaves you, in my opinion, uh, exposed to what we just talked about, like it's like a target, some of the chord progressions and all that stuff. People stealing that, mm. and then it's like, how much of that progression was. Uh, factor into the beat, and was it like a commonly used progression or a loop? Like, how can you prove that you made it? It uh, Maybe you can, you have your stems. How can you prove that you send it? All right, you, you, you can prove that you send it. What do you really owe now? Like, you know, like how much of the beat? Like, maybe uh, it's not, these are not questions that I, I will run away from necessarily. Like, if it's like a, a loop and somebody did use your stuff and is like, the core part of the beat. I'm like, all right, yeah, you pursue it. Um, but I don't, there's there's really no way. You don't send, the NDA talk, I don't, I don't, I work in tech too. I do like music stuff 90% of the time, but I also have like a small tech practice, right? So I deal with a lot of NDAs and like, you know. What is
0: it? NDA? Non-disclosure? Non-disclosure oh, okay.
1: agreement. Um, yeah, it gonna that's not going to stop nobody. That's not, that's mm. not going to work. Yeah, I don't, I, I have nothing to say besides that, besides, you know, Keep making more loops,
2: like mm. <laughs> like you can't. It's just, like you got to know this is what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's the game. It's yeah. like yeah. It, maybe only I'm send them to producers
0: you trust. You and can't you be, know be you can't
1: be one. Yeah, it's like this is a weird. This is a weird comparison, but if you're a drug dealer, say you're Pablo Escobar, and you're mm. trying to get your coke to America, mm. you're gonna lose packs going to America. Mm. Like right? Mm. Like, you're trying. No. Yeah, because you're gonna get you're to get most of your packs over there. Mm. Uh you're going. So it's like. Some some of the stuff like as I'm saying it, it's it's a it's a fighting over a uh, crumb situation. I'll get someone hit me up about like some artists. I, I don't I don't call anybody no name or anything like that's crazy because everyone's gonna come up. But there's an artist who doesn't have the most uh you know I was, uh, yeah you know attention or hype and mm-hmm. it's really a record that's not gonna stream like well at all. Like even if it like gets like two hundred thousand streams, it's like bro, how much you really getting off of that? Like mm-hmm.
0: shit. Yeah, like. 60 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know, you know, what, what? Parabans, yeah. the Jordans. <laughs> yeah. So, is tough.
1: yeah, so some some producers want everything. And that's cool. But, you know, I think those are the producers that got to start forking it up to the mm-hmm. attorneys. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. if you want to pursue it, I don't think too many attorneys are going to shut you down. It's just like you won't be paying, like, full yeah, pay rates money. and stuff like that. for They go after it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Now, nah, there's no way to protect loops. Like, in my no opinion. No way? And like in a, in like sending out sending them out not not waves not
3: midis like waves like to where it can be manipulated but not to not too too much. but someone work can like
1: re reengineer your stuff though it's not like yeah. if you're if you're a Fact, talented producer It's like you don't got to copy it you can just hear it yeah. and just reengineer it yeah like, mm. yeah we <laughs>
3: probably talk about more in a sense when somebody take it and just pre- yeah take it and just turn up with yeah, it with yeah. it use it as it's like clearly like oh yeah, yeah yeah like yo that's my loop bro I send you that.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah, you definitely there's some recourse for that. Yeah, there's definitely some recourse for that.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, let me
0: see. What else we got here, man? Um
2: Oh, I had a question I wanted to ask you at the very beginning. What is an entertainment lawyer? That's a good question. Uh
1: I would say the best entertainment lawyers are um uh, obviously good on the subject matter. Like mm-hmm. you gotta be on your stuff. You got to be ahead of the game in, in a lot of senses. And I feel like a lot of the older attorneys, I'm not hating on them at all, but I feel like I've been able to get a big marketplace, a big chunk in the, you know, the marketplace because uh, the the predictive nature of my practice, the innovative, like I'm trying to like really do deals now that shape what happens in the next 20 years. So mm-hmm. they're like, it's, a, it's like you're young and crazy enough to do it. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're going to come in shaking it up like, um, but I also feel like a good entertainment attorney will connect you as, like, the biggest connector ever. Like, my network is, like, uh, not as good as, like, some of the bigger, you know, uh, entertainment attorneys, but mm. I actually think I know a lot of the people on the the street scene, especially in, like, New York, like, the DJs and the fashion people, uh, I think I'm more connected to them, like, in terms of breaking, like, helping break artists and all that other stuff. So, like, you're, I think a good attorney is, good subject matter-wise, like, he's going to negotiate deals for you, you know, help you protect your IP, copyright, trademark. All uh, right, that's the one side. That's like the what y'all think about. The mm-hmm. entertainment lawyer, but I think the other side of that is he's like a uh the bridge like between you and a lot of different stuff. Like I like facilitating deals like uh, you know,
0: kind of like a manager role like too. Like a manager, role in a sense,
1: uh, but not not as deep. Maybe a business manager and maybe closer to that. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I would say more agent than the manager more mm-hmm. so like you're just sort of putting together, you could just put together deals like you just work in so many different spaces. Like I know like brewing company over there mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, here's this artist, like let's do like a showcase or something at the brewery or you know, stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. Like a manager sometimes like might not just be in those rooms or circles, like they're really handling the day to day stuff. Uh, and I think a, a good attorney can handle it like that. Could really connect the dots in a lot of different ways. Oh, like, uh, that's that's a good attorney, but that's a that's a good question. I think another good question is how much would you should be paying for a good entertainment attorney. Mm. <laughs> Talk about oh, yeah. that. What is it? Yeah, yeah. No, that's crazy. Uh, I'm not gonna get my rates specifically, just because uh, I just wouldn't. But I think uh, when you're doing deals. You know, I think historically it's sort of worked as you get a percentage of the deal or you get the hourly rate. Uh, it depends who's paying for it. I think if you're paying for it, you want the hourly rate, uh, especially if you, as you do bigger deals, right? Like you're doing, maybe you're selling a beat or you're signing some sort of beat or publishing deal. Maybe a publishing company wants you and your advance might be like, you know, 300K. Like, I don't know. Mustard just signed like a publishing deal. How much you how do you think his advance was? 700 it was seven. It
3: is that too crazy?
1: No, I think it, it could be more. Like oh, okay. maybe it could be like a mill. Like I don't know. Like mm. it's mm. mustard. Like this guy. Right, like right. So I said, hey, <laughs> he got hit. He, like, he it's like top sure. ten. Like hits. Yeah. Like they gonna make that back. So it's a uh, a lawyer getting five percent of that deal is kind of a lot. Like yeah. man, mm-hmm. How much is that? Like fifty like,
2: I'm thousand. Like am
1: crazy. Yeah, thirty five.
3: Thirty five. Yeah. That's right. What he said. So yeah. What that's. Yeah, seven hundred ki I wouldn't of a deal though. Oh, okay, right, right, yeah, like right, right. <laughs> 70, <laughs> you know
1: I'm right? So, imagine <laughs> if I like negotiated okay. that for like a week, maybe like <laughs> two weeks,
2: maybe what a couple grand, maybe like five grand at max. An hourly hourly. See, rate. if I was doing hourly, yeah, say
1: know. my hourly rate is, uh, Probably say 300 dollars an hour. Uh, and
2: mm-hmm. I work. You're not putting for... hundred hours. Yeah, you're he's not a hundred hours. Yeah. a thousand hours. That's a thousand. A thousand
1: hours. Yeah, thousand hours. yeah you might put a, You might put a hundred, hours, a, hundred, a hundred hours in. That's like what? Three bands. Yeah, three bands. Like, that's the stuff that's all about. I'm a, I'm a Russian. In. So know that. Russ, Russ actually tweeted that. He was like, yo, Russ is crazy, man. That guy is, I love that guy a little bit. Yo, he just goes wild on, on Twitter. But Russ. yeah, Russ was like, yo, don't let your lawyer get... Uh, I
0: think Romeo brought that up. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. like, yeah,
1: get the take the hourly rate over the you Know the sort of percentage of the deal because uh, it just depends who's paying for it, too. Though, like a lot of labels, if you negotiate deals, mm. they, they it doesn't even come out your advance, it doesn't come out anything, they just pay these, so they just pay the lawyer. So it doesn't come out your advance, doesn't count off any recording budget, doesn't well,
0: come that's it. Nice. It's, nice, the it's label. nice for me, too. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, no,
1: it's nice for everybody in that sense. That's why, like, yeah, I got people gotta watch it. That's why a lot of lawyers. That's so why I will would be online talking trash about lawyers a lot too. Right, it seems like you can
2: be real snakey as a lawyer. Too. Yeah, because
1: then I have all the incentive in the world to get that deal done. Right, like mm-hmm. so it's like I'm not going to tell you like this is the bad deal. I might mm-hmm. be like ah, you know, it's not a bad yeah. Because I, I, cause I right, want my right. 20 G's from the label. Yeah. Right, <laughs> damn. But, yeah, you, or gotta, whatever you, it you really got to like, trust your gut. For, you shop know,
0: like, hey, around? Would you suggest shopping around? Oh um, two two lawyers.
3: Get a background check. <laughs> <shit? laughs>
2: Background, <laughs> nah, those be Perfect. the worst,
1: man. The dudes tied, I always say, it. the guys tied into the industry, they, they all in cahoots. It's like dudes at the table, like they probably going to lunch with the, the bull. like, like he, <laughs> he has every incentive to, to sign. Yeah, I, I yeah. How would you know a good? That's a, that's another good question. But I, I feel like,
3: uh, I feel
1: like you want somebody who's probably a little bit rogue, uh, not not so much. He knows people, but he's not like, it's not like overly friendly. Like you just want somebody who's a little bit more rogue. Like, uh, just because you know, you know his interests can lie will lie you know solely with yours, and uh, and I think anybody pushing you toward the deal, you gotta watch for it too. And yeah, it's like why you want me to do this deal so bad?
0: <laughs> I know why. Yeah. yeah, Hey man, I think this has been a real dope ass episode. Fire. Yeah, nah, it's sure. fire, yeah. nah, it's I think true. people are gonna watch this two three times. Right. Yeah, and
1: I'm excited, man. This is we need all the yeah. Don't market. Save Download it to the YouTube. Like, nah, for sure, uh, man. This <laughs> is gonna go
0: down as a legendary ass uh, piece of content in the producer community. That oh, we definitely. We are we now.
1: gonna bring this back something crazier though at South by Southwest though. Let's you heard it, it first. Yeah. Yeah. Like Let's anybody listening this, I'm a I'm a follow with you guys and really like try to make this happen on like a on a big scale. Like, uh, I think the time is now. People, we have the bandwidth, people's attention. Uh, they they want this, so it's right. like yeah, we can, we go crazy with it.
0: Yeah. Shout out where they can go follow you and everything, man.
1: Yeah, man. Uh. On every uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, ESQ folks. Uh I run out folks firm. Uh
2: still folks firm.
1: Yeah, F-O-W-L-K-E-S. So that's at ESQ F O W uh, uh I operate my solo practice out of New York, uh in the Philadelphia region, but uh I'm pretty I'm pretty nationwide with uh with a lot of the things I do. So uh yeah, that, that's where you can get me at.
0: Another dope episode in the books, man. You sure. So. Signing off.
1: Yeah, that was
3: good. man.